Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. First up tonight on Love and Respect, a conversation about the intersection between crime and mental health. Mental health has been stigmatized so much, and we as a country need to understand that our mental health is as important as our physical health. Plus, comedian and Instagram star, Drewski. I called my mom, and um, she pretty much, she hung up on me when I called. I said, hey, I'm, I'm dropping out, and I'm going to do comedy. Hung up, click. It was just nothing. Just like, what are you, nuts? You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not doing comedy. Because it sounds so goofy. That's all coming up right now. Welcome to Love and Respect Season 2. I'm Killer Mike, also known as Michael Render, and I'm glad to be here today. My New Year started off great, right? I made it. I didn't die. Shouts out to 2021. They took my girl Betty White. But I woke up to some bad news a few days in. I got a text and a call from my old barber that my shop had been vandalized. When he sent me pictures of the shop, I instantly knew who had vandalized it. I instantly knew the person, who they were, I knew why they did it according to their own thinking, and I was very, very angry. Um, it was a young man who's also a rapper, and he's mentally disturbed, mentally ill. I really, really had an affection for the kid, as aspirationally I thought he could be a very good rapper one day. But it was obvious within meeting him a few times that something was a bit off. I was angry enough to hurt him, to be very honest with you. I could have made some calls and made that happen. But I thought in hanging up the phone with the person who informed me about my anger. And I remember that my mother suffered from mental illness, bipolar and manic depression. I remember that my cousin, who was very much like a brother to me, suffered from schizophrenia, as his father before him had. And it brought a sense of empathy and compassion. The last time I saw my cousin, whose name was Jimmy, half of his face still looked very normal to me, looked like the cousin I had grown up with. And the other side of his face, he had broken teeth and he had been battered and bruised. So I knew that someone had hit my cousin and someone had hurt my cousin. I knew that the worst thing I could do in that moment was try to force my cousin to be normal. And my wife reminded me that, Michael, you're talking to him, but he's not alone, is what she would say. That there are voices and other projections that his mind is doing that won't allow him to, close contact, to have close contact with you in that way. And I thought about the kid that had vandalized my shop, and I decided to move with a spirit of forgiveness and grace. I called some other rappers we knew from the underground circuit. I got in touch with his parents. Um, needless to say, they felt horrible. They were distraught to a degree. But after about two to three years of this, they were also used to these phone calls. Um, I've built now a relationship in talking with them, and I hope that we can get this young man help, although it has been increasingly hard. Today, I brought in someone who's an expert on mental illness, and hopefully she'll help me not only sort through my own anger, pain, and eventually path to compassion. Since 2015, Ms. Kim Jones has been Georgia's executive director for the National Alliance on Mental Illness and I'd like to welcome her to Love and Respect. Thank you, Michael, so much for being here, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for coming. That is so important. I was mad as hell. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I was, I was really mad. Um, but I haven't had anyone to really turn to and say, did mm -hmm. I do a good job? Because it really wasn't about doing a good job, it really was for me. I would want someone to do the same thing for my cousin or right. my mother if they were in an emergency. Right. Did I do a good job? You did an awesome job. What I'm hearing from you is compassion and understanding and acceptance that the mental 
illness is an illness, and that is so much what we need right now. Mental health has been stigmatized so much, and we as a country need to understand that our mental health is as important as our physical health. So yes, I wish more people thought like you and more people were willing to be loud and proud about their own mental health struggles and, and those of others. And I gotta tell people out there, besides it happening once, he came back and did it again. <laughs> so truly my patience was tested, but I don't want to create an environment that I'd heard about um, in history classes of how the mentally ill were once treated. Um, they were locked away. Absolutely. Um, by the church, they were treated as though they were possessed and oftentimes physically restrained, not in good ways. What's in this country been our legacy of mental illness and how we handle it? I heard in the 80s that Reagan cut a lot of funding, mm -hmm. and after that, we start seeing a huge outpouring of mentally ill people out on the street. Absolutely. Well, in the past, we haven't done a good job. And that's what we need to do is uh, definitely do a better job in treating the mental health and mental illness as a true illness, a physical illness. You know, we would never lock somebody away up for a heart attack or diabetes or any of that. Yeah. And we shouldn't be doing that when it's a mental health condition. Yeah. So that's definitely um, across the nation, moving to more care in our communities and more of a recovery-based care system for people with mental health conditions. What can people look for, not only in others, but in themselves, mm -hmm. in terms of breakdowns? So if you know if you're short-winded, I should go to the doctor, right. see if something's wrong with my heart and lungs. But what are some cues from a mental health perspective that I can say, maybe I need to sit with a therapist, psychiatrist, or my doctor and talk about maybe meds I should be on or treatments I should be seeking? Absolutely. Similar to physical health, like depression or um, other type of conditions, those are common things. If somebody passes away in your life, you might feel depressed. Mm -hmm. But when it starts impacting your life, when you are being picked up by the police because of some of your behaviors, or when other people are noticing it's lasting two weeks or longer, and you're aware that this is really impacting my relationships and my life's around me, yeah. that's when a mental condition may become a mental illness and you need to reach out for help. There was a campaign to push it through barbershops and black mm -hmm. barbershops mm -hmm. in particular. Absolutely. I hope that campaign continues. Mm -hmm. I'd like to volunteer the swag shop to be one of, as we grow sites, you guys will have sites because I would like to see American men, all men, black men in particular, mm -hmm. have the resources there they need. I'd like to acknowledge people like Charlemagne the God, mm -hmm. um, who's been on this for the last three, four years and making sure that black men know that that's there for us as well. And I'd like to enc encourage other barbershops to join the campaign because you know, we need it in our community very bad. Absolutely, and thank you so much. That's so kind, another, you're just an incredible person you are. Um, but absolutely, barbershops within the black communities um, are a trusted place. Yeah. And you think about it, you're sitting there for 30 minutes, you're captized, you're, um, people have your attention, and training barbers to know how to talk about mental health yeah. and how giving them resources that they can send people to yeah. is incredibly important. So we'll get that done. I'd like to thank, thank you, you for coming out today. Oh, no, thank you. appreciate the knowledge and information you've given me. I'd like to say to the people on the other side of the camera that it's important that we show empathy, that we show grace, and we show compassion because all of us have someone in our family that has suffered from or is suffering with a crisis. I'd like to wish the person that vandalized our shop the best and hope he gets help. I'd like to send thoughts and prayers to those that are out. And let's make sure under the gold dome, no matter who you voted for for governor, that we're there united as Georgia, making sure we get better policy. I appreciate you. Thank until you, we see Michael. You again. Thank you. Thank you.
Welcome to Love and Respect, man. My God. Man. Hey. Man, Gwinnett County's pride. Yeah, man. You see it? Yeah. So let me let me give people some 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 qual let me qualify this. So Gwinnett yeah. County. Yes. When my grandpa first let me drive his Plymouth Valair, yes. he gave me instructions. Okay. Don't take your butt to Douglasville, Cobb, or Gwinnett. Damn right. Right? So you definitely don't go to Cobb. So it now. wasn't exactly a sundown town, but yeah. it was a don't mess around town. Yeah, and yeah. the Migos have definitely qualified it as the North. It officially yes. is a part of the city now. Yes. But Gwinnett is the county where people left the city to escape to for better education, mm -hmm. for better housing, for things of that mm -hmm. nature. It was predominantly white when I was yes. a kid. Yes. It was scary. The cops still scare you yes. out there. Yes. But you are from Gwinnett. Yes. How did growing up in Gwinnett, coming down as a one-year-old from Maryland, you grew up yes. in Gwinnett, yes. how has that influenced your comedy? Because it's not the same as if you're from Zone 6 or the yeah. west side or the south side. Well, I'll tell you one thing, the police different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you definitely um, way not in the city, you know what I'm saying, but you, you, you are still in the urban area of the city so we're near like I grew up near like Stone Mountain I know you're mm -hmm. familiar with Stone Mountain so you know it's, it's, it's a bit different you get to see like the white side of things the black side of things and we had a lot of different cultures growing up so I think it was good for me in comedy because it's like yo I get to see every side of it so for the most part you know I, I, I had friends all all different ethnicities man I had friends I had a Mexican friend, he in jail now, but... Um, Shouts out to the Vatos. Yeah, shout out to the Vatos, man. But uh, yeah, man, he. Uh, I grew up with him, then I had a couple white friends, I had a couple black friends, so I got to see the best of all the worlds, man. But it, it definitely it definitely taught me a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because I got to see the good and the bad. You're from a family of high achievers. I wore this today in honor of your dad. Yeah, I see that. And because you, like me, are a college dropout and disappointed your Well, claim. you know, <laughs> we, we didn't talk about that. Who put that on the, on the script? So, no, well, no, when I was reading my research, I said, oh, I, said, oh. I know it was her. Right I was there, like, we're yeah. just alike. We, we, we said F education. Yeah, man. We're going to try our hand at, yeah. at entertainment. Yes. So your family's from a family of high achievers. How did it go? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you come in and say, you know what? And despite all this investment of y'all moving to Gwinnett, of y'all coming down from the north here yeah. for great education opportunity, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, how, how'd they take it? it they, they definitely didn't take it good. I'll tell you that, brother. Um, Give it a conversation. Yeah, Would you tell your dad? Well, time? it wasn't too much of a conversation. <laughs> uh, I got cussed out. But, um, <laughs> nah, my, uh, I remember uh, very, 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 like, vaguely, like, I, I called my mom and I was like, I knew that it wasn't for me because I had said it multiple times before when I went to high school. And I was like, ah, I just want to take a break after high school. And she's just like, no, I'm not letting you. She filled out every application to any college in Georgia it was. I swear to God, my mom did. I could not lie to you. And I not literally. Not State, too. No, no, she did all that. <laughs> she, West Georgia, I didn't get accepted okay. there. Okay. But she tried. So I ended up getting into a school and. I went and I, I kind of liked it. It wasn't too bad. And uh, so I decided, I said, man, I'm going to go to a big school. So I was like, all right, let me get my credits up, go to a big school because I wanted to party. I'm like, yo, I'm going to feel how this, this little college thing is. You know what I'm saying? So I went there. Most depressing time of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't what I thought it would be. I was in classes of like three, 400 people. I knew nobody, you know? So um, yeah, man, that, that time when I was by myself, it literally let me sit and like really get to think about okay, what do you want to do? And a lot of like 
stuff I would watch is like stuff from like Will Smith, uh, Diddy, um, Steve Harvey, just a lot of like just hearing them talk about stuff and like taking a chance with your life. And, and when you know something, you just know it's just inside of you. And I had the same feeling that they were describing about. So I'm like, man, it's got to be this. Like, I know it's this. And I called my mom, and um, she pretty much, she hung up on me when I called. I said, hey, I'm, I'm dropping out, and I'm going to do comedy. Hung up, click. It was just nothing. She's like, what are you, nuts? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not doing comedy. Because it sounds so goofy. Like, you imagine telling your mom, like, yeah, I'm going to be a comedian. Well, you know what I'm I, I, I called my dad, who was a former cop, and I was like, I'm going to drop out of Morehouse, oh, yeah. the most oh, prestigious black oh, man God. college in the world. And oh, he's like, God. so what are you going to do? I'm going to be a rapper. Oh, <laughs> and, my God. And he said to me, son, they call it starving artist for a reason. Yeah, and yeah. then he hung up on me. I think I came home, and I just had to, had to find out who I was. So it, 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 it was good. I, I do respect people who go to school because yeah. it is a learning environment like for you to know what it is in life you want to do so even if you are there for no reason you still it gives you time to figure out what it is that you're gonna figure out in life so I respect that at the end of the day you explore sustainability in your Adidas show so when I was young so I grew up on the west side so you yeah. know I'm on the west all black enclave oh, yeah. I wanted to go to Six Flags which was literally two exits away mm -hmm. and my grandparents was like Six Flags we ain't buying you no $40 season pass yeah. you better yeah. figure it out so I started recycling my grandfather would take me around in his van pick up cans and bottles from all over the west side which was yeah. why it used to be a cleaner place now oh, it's just man. a water boy. They throw the, yeah, the, water, yeah, the, the yeah, bottles out. But yeah. I go to the recycling place over there where Peter Street and stuff is now. Mm -hmm. You get your money. You keep a can for they give you a discount. So I was recycling based on I needed some bread. Mm -hmm. But you seem to really care about the environment yeah. in a very Gwinnett County kind of way, like middle class. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> so, All right. We ain't going to keep putting the Gwinnett County. Y'all had some money. <laughs> so, but the show. Oh, oh my feel. God. I'm so weak. Y'all had some bread, man. I'm just saying, man. Hold on, bro. Yeah. Your dad with the house. Well, yeah, no, no. Nah, I mean, we wasn't. We was living. Oh, uh, so, yeah, but no, you you did. come in the houses, right? So yeah. it's the MTV Cribs mm. meets. Who's sustaining? Who's doing? Like, if you yeah. came to my house, you'll see. You got the little garbage can, then yeah. you got your plastic can. So what what is that about? Do you do you really care? Well, it's obvious mm -hmm. you care, mm -hmm. but but you're helping because you don't look like someone apart from our community. Yes, you look like us. Yes. I know and trust you. What yes. brought you to that? To that show? Um, and what brought you to that mentality? Well, honestly, I grew up watching, like my mom. We always had like a recycling bin, like a big blue recycling bin. We always had like a regular trash can, and I always would be like curious because I, would, you know me, I'm throwing it in whatever trash can, but I would get yelled at for throwing like the regular yeah. trash in in the recycling bin. So that just literally that stuck with me off of just her yelling yeah. at me. You know what I'm saying? But um, Shouts out for the mom. most part, I think I think Diddy approached me with it, and I thought it was a. I like to do stuff like for it to impact like something that like matters, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So at the end of the day, you're not just doing it. It has to have like, you know, a real meaning behind it. So when we came and he approached me with that show, I was at his house and he was like, yo, we should get together and, and do something for like the culture. I was like, yo, let's do it. Yeah. And I was like, we can make it funny at the same time. So we brought in Adidas and it was, it was honestly a great idea. I want to talk about you being adept at social media. Social media, again, when I say my first year of college, we were coming out of, what, was it data process or whatever the little typewriter slash things used to be until, mm -hmm. like, lap only the rich kids, like, could get laptops and whatnot. Yeah. But social media storms in 
in the past few years, and what you have is a filter. You don't have to have an agent. You don't have to have a record company. You don't have to have these things. You can have direct link to your audience and build audience. Um, you were not one of the first, but you have been one of the best at it. What makes you courageous enough to do it, to be transparent, to show yourself, to be goofy and funny, and to know on the other side of that, I'm going to gain audience, I'm going to gain, you know, uh, obviously gain a living off of it. What, what said to you intuitively, this is where I should pivot into? Um, I, I think, honestly, just knowing, like, knowing how to, like, maneuver in a, in a, in a business-type world. Like, when I was growing up, my mom always put me in, like, so much different... Man, then I'm like, it's just... Pointless, man. She's sending me to Georgia Tech. Um, um, what do you call those camps? It's like it's like, like the a summer, summer program. Camp. Yeah, it's camps like it's like a Georgia enrichment camps and whatnot. Yeah, it was like a Georgia Tech Tech technology camp. And I'm like, all right, why am I doing this? And she has me doing piano. I'm like, why am I doing this? Got me playing in the orchestra. Why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just a lot of different stuff. Cause I just wanted to play football. I'm like, man, I'm gonna go to NFL. I'm gonna go to NFL, man. I'm gonna go to NFL. But she always had me like doing some like karate or something. It just always was something. And she wanted me to see all this stuff and like figure out, okay, you can't be satisfied with one thing. If you're gonna do it, always continue to find like a new way you can do it in a different way you can it can happen. So I think just stuff like that always like just like sat with me and I think that helped a lot of my success because I'm never really satisfied. Like if I do something on social media, I always feel like I have to get to that next new thing that it is. So I think TV and, and, and movies currently now is like my new main goals, but my goals have just been growing, man. So it's you've conquered going. the net, and now you're going to conquer yeah, mainstream. Yeah, 100%, German 100%. Talent. 100%. I was going to ask you that, so you already yeah, answered. So yeah, we're going. Man. I'm going to get this, like, like The Rock, yeah. 10 million, 20 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just I'm give me free passes to yeah, the show, man. please. Yo, got you, don't on, forget man. your fault, man. We actually just, I just got off a tour um, where I did some stand up. Remember, Unk, um, man. I got you. That's you should have came to the, um, did you see I. I'm talking like this when you feel me. <laughs> you should have came to the last show I had. And, uh, <laughs> nah, I was, on, I was on the J. Cole tour, and it was a great experience. Who has mentored you, and did you seek mentorship, or did mentorship just kind of find you? Because having a relationship with Puff is a hell of a mentor yeah, relationship. Yeah, 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 100%. He always had respect for me, and, like, I think he just was so open to... And even any other mogul that I've linked up with has always just shown love and, like, giving me tips on stuff I might ask, because I'm open to asking. I don't care to, you know, I, I definitely, I'm an open book, man. I, I want to I learn more. You can, you can never learn too much. I asked a 2, 5, and 10 question. Yeah. And the 2, 5, and 10 is, what's your two-year plan, what's your five-year, what's your 10-year? What are we going to see out of you? Mm. In two years, I'll definitely have a TV show. TV show in two? What is yes. five? Uh, five... Definitely have a movie or two. Movies um, in five? Yes. And yes. ten? Like my own, not just in one. Gotcha. And uh, ten, I would definitely be selling out a huge arena for stand-up. Last one. I love Could Have Been Records, right? Oh, man. All right, so I need you to... I'm Drake. I'm Drizzy right now. Yeah, I'm a yeah. little darker. My mm -hmm. beard is just... Yeah. I'm Drizzy. So he always be looking cool. I'm a, okay. I'm a Drake fan. Okay, okay, okay. Usually there's a slew of girls behind, but I'm yeah, not really yeah, Drake, so... Yeah. And he a little bit more skinnier. But. Yeah, yeah, he is skinny. He is yeah, skinny. He's but winning. he get, he's lifting. Well, he's nah, lifting. but he's, he's lifting yeah, and I'm I losing. So we'll meet in the middle. All right, yeah. My, what's crazy is Drake looks like he could have been my dad's kid. I well, tell my mom all the time, I was like, you thought you was going to get a little good half yeah, light skin, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got a little symbol. Look, <laughs> 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 Pitch. <laughs> She named me Santiago. Yeah, no, I was I like, it. I do not look like a Santiago. Yeah. Unless I play for the Braves. Yeah. Look. 
Well, th look, boy, you look, wouldn't. Look, okay. none of the brave players. Keep going. They're telling me back there. They said, keep going. Look, okay. so keep going. <laughs> give me a pitch. Get, get, me to, get me to say I got you. A, a no more OVO of coming to could have been. Okay. Well, the main thing I usually do, mm -hmm. I go ahead and just talk about the deal. Okay, let's I'm going to let you know straight up, you ain't getting nothing. You might get a percentage of what your masters, you might get 1% of masters. But at the end of the day, we're in ownership of you. But the position we put you in, well, we don't really put you in a position to win, but we, we see where you at with it. We see where your mind going. If your mind moving at a, at a good pace, you're going to learn how to get up out that fight. So you in that fight, man. You, you below us. At the end of the day, the CEOs is in ownership. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So until you can fight your way out that, you sound you like Irv Gotti talking to a Yeah, Shanti man, right I'm trying to tell you. I, I, no, take a no lot of tips. Yeah, I take a lot of tips from a lot of those, you know, OGs that were in full control, like Suge and them, you know what I'm saying? So, got yeah, got I, I say that's one of them. Well, my... since I'm a J. Prince investment, I'm a decline. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't want no okay. Man, thank you, thank Drewski, you for man. being no, an amazing you, kid out of Gwinnett. Thank you, brother. For representing Atlanta well. Thank yeah. your mom for making sure you were exposed enough yes. that you chose to be a dropout. Thank your dad for going to Howard and making a great kid like yes, you. And just, man, that, man, thank you for what you bring to the culture. I love and respect thank you. Thank you for what brother. you bring to the culture, brother. You're killing it. Man. Absolutely, brother. All thank right. you for coming. I love and respect. Black Young Kings, y'all see we winning now. <laughs>